Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Shout outs to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Much love to people who tuned in to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New Orleans Saints. Hopefully you didn't drop a football. Hopefully. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that momentarily. By the way, that's not the only reason why the Saints lost. So, uh, Foster Moreau, you'll be okay. You'll get over it. We'll talk about Jacksonville and the Saints in a minute. We've had two baseball games today, too. The American League Championship Series, the Houston Astros. They smashed the Texas Rangers 10-3. The ALCS is tied at 2-all. Meanwhile, earlier today, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They won themselves a baseball game. Congratulations. The Philadelphia Phillies lead the NLCS 2-1. The final score of the game was 2-1. to one. And Cattell Marte, he had a game-winning RBI single to win it. And the Diamondbacks avoid being swept, even though I think the Phillies will still, still win this series. They won't be a sweep. And so we got a lot to talk about here uh, over the next two hours. Thank you to everybody who's been hanging out with me for the past two. Rain, sleet, snow, hail. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, Thursday Night Football, NBA, whatever it is, I get started 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Regardless of what's going on, if you want to listen to the show in its entirety, you can always listen on the free Odyssey app. Thank you to everybody locked in right now on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. You can also tune in anytime, Sirius XM Channel 158. And this, too, you got a smart speaker? Walk into your house, talk to your phone. Whatever it is, maybe you got one at work. Ask that computer to play CBS Sports Radio. And if you want to talk to me, I'm everywhere. I'm on the Internet. If you want to waste time and look at stuff and argue with people, don't argue with me. Save it for your spouse or your kids or your family. But I'm at JR Sport Brief. If you want to talk to me here on air, you can do that too. The phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York City. Unfortunately, and we'll get into baseball. Unfortunately, one of my favorite cities, a lot of friends, family, 
a lot of other things as well. It's New Orleans. Great food, great people, great music, great weather, great atmosphere, a lot of other things. Great city, great music, great people, great football fans. And unfortunately, the Saints and the Superdome, they had to witness a loss today. They had to witness the New Orleans Saints fall to three and four as the Jacksonville Jaguars beat them 31 to 24 in the Superdome. The Jacksonville Jaguars improved their record to five and two. This is the first time they've been this damn good at this point of a season since 2007. And this game was ugly at the start. I mean, heading into halftime, the Jaguars led 17 to six. That's despite two turnovers in the first half of the game. It, it was just, it was just bad. At one point in time, especially going into the third quarter, Foye Oluokun, he went out there and there was a tip pass that he was able to catch and take it in for a touchdown. So it was 24 to nine in the third quarter. And all of those fans in the Superdome, some of the most exciting fans, some of the most energetic fans in the entire NFL, they had to watch a beatdown. That is until the Saints were able to put a couple of scores on the board. Taysom Hill had a touchdown run. Uh, Michael Thomas caught a 17-yard touchdown pass. They had a two-point conversion. The game was tied. And then Christian Kirk was able to take a short pass and go 44 yards to basically break the tie. And then I told you about Foster Moreau. He had an opportunity to kind of score a touchdown, bring them to within one. Didn't happen because he dropped the ball. And so the Saints dropped to three and four. And you know what? You don't need to listen to me explain it. Let's actually take a listen to some of these calls. This was the first score of the game. Travis Etienne, a two-yard touchdown rush to put the first points on the board. First and goal from the two-yard line. Etienne, the running back, bunch formation to the left. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. Hands it to Etienne, lowers his shoulder, into the end zone, touchdown! A two-yard touchdown run by Travis Etienne. It's big time, right? That was the first touchdown. And so when I say first, you know that means that there are two touchdowns the Saints were able to go ahead and kick a field goal in the first quarter Jacksonville led seven to three and then ETN this is his second touchdown making it 14 to three ETN back in the game two tight ends set again under center this Trevor they toss it to the left to ETN he's got some running room 15 10 5 toward the pylon touchdown Travis ETN scores again and the Jags have extended the lead. Travis Etienne finished tonight with 53 yards rushing and two touchdowns total. As you can tell, both of those touchdowns uh, came in the first half of the game. And over Travis Etienne's last three games, two touchdowns apiece. That's six touchdowns over his last three games. For all my folks out there playing fantasy, Travis Etienne is getting you the points. Last three games, six touchdowns, 244 yards rushing, 100 receiving yards. Uh, He's on a roll right now. This is Trevor Lawrence's buddy from college. He's out there whooping ass. And so as we continue on in the game, 
It's a couple more field goals, okay? By the time we get to halftime, it's 17-6. to I told you, things continue to be ugly here. And then they extended the lead in the third quarter. Derek Carr attempts a pass. It gets tipped. And Foye Oluokun, former Atlanta Falcon, used to tackle everything that moves, still doing it. He decides to take the touchdown to the house. It's a pick six for Derek Carr. Listen to this. Four-man rush, dropping his car, looking, steps forward, fires to the middle of the field, and that ball is picked off by Foye Oluokun off the deflection to the 15 as he runs it back to the 10, to the 5. Angles for the pylon. Touchdown! Foye Oluokun brought back the deflected interception for the score! Yeah, at that point, score was 24-9. to And if you're a Saints fan, what else do you do besides, I don't know, maybe try to have another beer before you leave? Maybe you walk a couple blocks over and go to Bourbon Street and maybe you go somewhere else. Maybe you stay away from the tourists. But the fact is, 24-9 to is ugly because the Saints have been ugly even going back to this past Sunday as they lost to the Texans, racking up all these yards but not able to put a score on the damn board. That changed in the fourth quarter. Taysom Hill gave them a little bit of life. He was able to punch the ball in, making the score 26-16. to This is the Saints Radio Network. Taysom is in at quarterback. He's got Colin Saunders to his right. Now it's to his left. Foster Morrow. Taysom keeps the left side, and he will walk into the end zone. Untouched. Taysom Hill, touchdown, Saints. Hey, a little bit of life there, right? This is the beginning of the fourth quarter. The score is now 24-16, Jacksonville over New Orleans. And then the Saints were able to score again. Michael Thomas, yeah, he's still healthy, knock on wood. He was able to score his first touchdown of the season, connecting with Derek Carr on a 17-yard touchdown pass. Listen to this, and then they got the two-point conversion. It tied the game. Listen. Car to throw, going for the end zone, going for Mike Thomas, who makes the catch, and they're saying, touchdown, Saints for Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas on the far side, brought it down. We'll have to wait and see about the feet. But what a play by Mike Thomas over Monteric Brown. Yeah, Mike Thomas is so skilled. It was a tough pass to haul in on the sideline. It was ultimately a touchdown. The game was tied. All those Saints fans who stuck around at the end of the game thinking that it was done, it's now 24-all. Except for the Jags got the ball back. Trevor Lawrence decided to throw a short pass to Christian Kirk. And Christian Kirk, he took it 44 yards for a touchdown to make it 31-24. Shotgun, empty backfield for Trevor. Three right, two left, he drops. Looks, checks it down underneath. That's a crossing route to Christian Kirk. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Christian Kirk to the goal line. Touchdown, Jacksonville. A crossing route to Christian Kirk. And the Jags have retaken the lead. Hey, Shep, was that the Jacksonville radio guy? You'd be correct. Yeah, he's, he's real excited there. 
31 to 24. So what does that mean? It's three minutes left in the game. The Saints get the ball. They have an opportunity to to tie the game. They have an opportunity to win the game. They go all the way downfield. The New Orleans Saints have four chances to put the ball in the end zone. And on third down, Derek Carr throws a pass to Foster Moreau. This would have been six points. It would have brought them within one. Got an extra point. You can have a two-point conversion. You could do a lot there. But you got to haul the ball in first. Unfortunately, Foster Moreau couldn't catch an easy pass. Listen to this. 30 seconds. Third and goal. Car to throw. Does throw to the end zone, and that is incomplete. Right through the hands of Foster Moreau. Got two hands on it. In the far corner of the end zone, but could not bring it in. Yeah, that's a corner route. I mean, and that's maybe an inch too far, but I don't know if you can throw it any better. I mean, that's that's one you got to come up with. It's just one you got to make. He dropped a touchdown. They would have been able to tie the game, but the man dropped the damn touchdown. And then so Derek Carr had another chance, another opportunity. And he's looking for Olave. This is fourth down. This, you don't do this. The Jags get the ball back and it's over. Listen to this call from the Saints radio network. Here comes pressure throws towards the end zone. And that is going to be incomplete and no flags trying to hit Olave. And the far side of the end zone. And got down there and just. Um. You're throwing a fade route to Olave, and he just can't. He can't get off of it. And so, whether you say it's pass interference or whether you say you know he's got to be physical at the point of attack, and he just he pushes him, and he's able to win. Brown just wins that one-on-one matchup, and so very, very unfortunate. And uh, yeah, they let those guys play right there and try to get your guy a shot at it, and can't make the play. Listen, the Saints blew chances and opportunities all game long. And so Jacksonville wins 31-24. to There's going to be a lot of fo- focus on Foster Moreau not hauling in that easy touchdown. But the fact is, there were two turnovers early in the game that the Saints didn't take advantage of. The Saints ran 31 more offensive plays than the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Saints still can't score in the red zone. And so if Derek Carr was ticked off in the last game against the Houston Texans, how the hell is he going to feel tonight? And oh yeah, and by the way, he looked to be hurting on his way off of the field. We don't know if it's something minor, major, Maybe it was just a a big old grimace because of the loss tonight as Derek Carr had to throw the ball 55 times, 301 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, They could not get going. The Saints, they're just maddeningly inconsistent right now. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're on a four-game winning streak. 
They had to go out to London and handle some business. So all four of their victories have really come outside of Jacksonville, given that they played two games in London. And Trevor Lawrence, let's remember this. We didn't know if he was going to play until really, really earlier today. This man was dealing with a sprained knee. Uh, their last game, they beat the Colts 37-20. to At the end of the game, he goes down. And Trevor Lawrence, even with a bum knee, goes out there and rushes for 59 yards. He threw for 204, had one touchdown, that 44-yarder to Christian Kirk, and a man with a bum leg. The Saints let him run around for 60 yards. I don't know where the Saints were defensively tonight. They've been a good team. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, they're one of the top teams right now when it comes to, to takeaways. And so they have a record of 5-2. and two. New Orleans Saints, they fall to 3-4. and four. And the Jags, if you needed any more clarity about what's taking place in the AFC South, I think the Jaguars will end up winning the division. And the Saints, the only thing that could save them the rest of the season is that they play in the NFC South. Atlanta, they don't know what the hell is going on with their quarterback. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, they might as well be as average as average can be. Do I need to say anything about the Panthers? Yeah, there's, there's not much to say there. Maybe maybe they'll get a win sooner than later. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, my condolences, unfortunately, to the Saints. At least you were able to bounce back. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to hear from some of the coaches. We're going to hear from some of the players. And we're going to hear from you. Because if I think about the AFC South, I think the Jaguars are finally living up to their potential, picking up where they left off in the the playoffs last season, kind of building up on that. Let's see what they can do the rest of the year. I'm going to get to your calls. We'll hear from the players. We're going to talk some baseball as the Astros and Diamondbacks win their respective games today. We got a lot to do, a lot to do. 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You love your show, love your topic. Every night you always get a great topic that always keeps me interested. What it do, JR? Just got off work listening to your show. Another great topic, as usual, sir. Uh, I'd like to chime in on this one. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. That's right. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Right before we went to break, we talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars holding on to beat the Saints in New Orleans. The final score, 31-24. to 24. The Jacksonville Jaguars now have a record of 5-2. The Saints fall to 3-4. and four. In Jacksonville, let's think about this for a minute. I, I thought heading into the season that they were going to win the AFC South. I don't think that that would have been a shock to anybody. But let's go through this for a minute. The Indianapolis Colts are probably going to uh, swim around in the toilet. There's no Anthony Richardson. 
You know, I think about Gardner Minshew throwing a football right now, and I automatically think about three interceptions. It's been ugly. I don't like the Tennessee Titans. They peaked a few years ago when they went to the AFC Championship game. I'm not going to call that a fluke. Uh, Unfortunately, I feel like this is just a massive waste of Derrick Henry's time. Okay, Ryan Tannehill, I think about him. I think about interceptions in the playoffs. And then we have the Texans. All things considered, they might end up being uh, the second best team in the AFC South. I I just think with a rookie QB, and I know how great C.J. Stroud has looked, and it's, it's just early. I expect the Jaguars to hold on and win the AFC South, and maybe they're going to have more success when they get to the postseason outside of, you know, what took place against the Chargers and then getting pretty close against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Almost doesn't count, but the Jaguars are certainly a team on the up and up, and I expect to see them back in the postseason. Meanwhile, we got the Saints here. Uh, They continue to stink it up. I'm just saying. Is Derek Carr the answer? If we have to be realistic, there's a good chance that, that Derek Carr will be gone that the Saints are going to have to start over, and it's just its a sad state of affairs. Even with the football, even with the turnovers, they can't turn it into points. They stink right now. The head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen, made it real clear. We just have to play all four quarters. Listen to this. If I had one word to say, you know, in terms of where we're at, you know, as a, as a team, it's just we're a little inconsistent, you know. Um, and that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the challenge, you know. And we've got to become a more consistent football team. A little inconsistent? A little inconsistent? They were inconsistent this past Sunday, okay? They couldn't do a damn thing against the rookie QB in the Texans. They couldn't. They put up a lot of yards, didn't convert it into points. That doesn't sound like a little inconsistent to me. And Alvin Kamara having an opportunity to play for the first time with Jamal Williams, uh, Kamara hauled in 91 yards in the air over 12 receptions. He also rushed for another 62 yards, and they didn't get a win out of it. Alvin Kamara spoke after the game, and he said, we got a crap ton of things to work on. We're finding it hard to start fast. I think we're finding it hard to maintain, to execute sometimes, and I think we find it hard to finish. Um, and that's kind of like the that's like the glaring and, and reoccurring uh, thing, uh, reoccurring themes. Well, I told you I got Jacksonville in the AFC South. Not a surprise. I told you the Indianapolis Colts with no Anthony Richardson. I mean, just hand the ball over to Taylor. He got that new money coming, so just give him the ball. Make him earn his keep. The Saints are going to take on the Indianapolis Colts their next game. It's going to come October 29th. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they've been able to pick up four straight victories after starting the season 0-2. We know that they were out in London. They're not going back to Jacksonville. Their next game is going to be against Pittsburgh. Let's see if they can keep the good vibes going against another team that's, for the most part, just pretty inconsistent. Trevor Lawrence, tonight, I told you, 59 yards rushing. He had that one touchdown to Christian Kirk. He was running around questionable before the game with that busted-up knee. 
Trevor Lawrence, he spoke to Amazon after the game, and he had an answer for why the Jaguars are winning right now. Just, uh, I mean, just belief throughout the whole team from the, from ownership all the way down to every player on the team and staff and sports staff. I think that's what you're seeing and the confidence that we're playing with and believing in one another. We got the right guys. We got a locker room full of great guys that they, they're not selfish. They play for each other. Um, and I think you see that. And when we come together, it, it, it's special. You know, we're, regardless of the circumstances, uh, we're going to rally and find a way. And we've created that belief. So it's, it's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, good for them. The Jacksonville Jaguars, their fan base, they deserve this, man. Jaguars are still, they're still infants here in the NFL. We got the Tony Boselli years, the Tom Coughlin years, and then they go into the toilet, right? And then you blink and you wake up and it's like, oh my God, the Jacksonville Jaguars are good. They got Jalen Ramsey. Unfortunately, they had Blake Bortles. And it's like, how the hell did they get here? They look like a good team that might be building into the future. And then they got to wipe the slate clean from there. And so the Jaguars, for the, the majority of their existence, they've been terrible. I mean, even when it comes to the stadium, I don't know what the hell they call it now, TIAA, whatever it is. That place has been voted one of the worst stadiums, if not the worst stadium in the entire league. For both the team and the fans, rats are running around. I've been in there. I haven't seen no rats. Rats are running around. The place is a dump. I think Everbank would, would be fine. Have did what? What? I think Everbank is what most people call it now. I know. I know. It's confusing. Man, it don't. Shep, it doesn't have a name, bro. <laughs> gotcha. It had a name before that that's more popular. You forgot about Gardner Minshew, by the way. What about Gardner? Well, I mean, he, he was a big part of their franchise for a while. Well, I didn't want to run through through every... I, every, I, I was being sarcastic, obviously. I mean... Ooh. I haven't had a lot to cheer about. Listen, I, I went through their entire existence, and I think I summed it up in 30 seconds. It's bad. Look, Shep, that place is a dump. Just let's call it the dump. Uh, popular furniture place in Virginia, by the way, called the dump. Anyway, the fans deserve this. So if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you're getting a renovated stadium team is playing games out in london it's an international team uh and now you're five and two you ain't been this good since 2007 and for my saints fans i am sorry my apologies and i'm not just talking about this season i think things will get worse before they get better i think they will 855-212-4cbs it's 855-212-4CBS. Sean is calling from Houston, Texas. Astros picked up a victory. Hey, Sean, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I wanted to get in on your uh, on talk about the uh, Jaguars uh, saying they're going to win the AFC South. I don't, I don't agree, man. Um, I picked uh, at the beginning of the season, I picked the Texans to win it. And uh, the Texans dominated the Jaguars earlier in Jacksonville this season by 20 points. You said the uh, the Jags started their season 0 and 2, but that's that's not correct. They uh, they started their season uh, with a win against the Colts, and then uh, the Texans came in a few weeks later and, and beat them 37 to 17, and uh, that was without any of the starting offensive linemen outside of Shaq Mason. 
um, starting for the Texans that day, and they still went into Jacksonville and dominated them. And now they've got Laramie Tunsil back, Titus Howard back. They've actually got an offensive line to protect C.J. Stroud now. Um, they're just getting better and better with uh, C.J. Stroud uh, every week that he, he gets another start under his belt. And uh, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars can uh, can beat the Texans outside of not only that, the Texans have dominated them the last five seasons. I think the Jags have only beaten them one time in the last five years. So, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for the correction on that 0-2. They went 1-2 and two to start, so thank you on that. On that. But as an overall, this is, this is what it boils down to. When you play throughout the course of the season, this is not a, a, a one-on-one matchup where you have to take a look at the, the Texans taking on the Jaguars. They both have to play out the rest of the season. This is not a one-on-one matchup. It may have to boil down to that later on in the season if we should go ahead and, and, and get there. If it comes down to uh, who needs to win a game – but the fact is, man, it's, it's not a one-on-one. And so when I take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's not so much about who has won or dominated the, the, the series over the past couple of seasons, the Jaguars have experience, okay? They have a quarterback who has, A, won a Super Bowl. They have a quarterback who's been around a little bit longer than C.J. Stroud, who's obviously a rookie. We can go through every point that you just made about who wasn't healthy or Laramie Tunsil smoking a pipe or whatever the hell might be, and now he's back. But the fact remains that when you think about the NFL, just as a whole, in total, young teams typically have to get punched in the mouth before they go out there and have success. This has been an experience that the Jacksonville Jaguars have already had. I mean, they went to the postseason, they had an exhilarating win against the, the, the Chargers where they came back down from 27 nothing. They were able to actually play tough against the Kansas City Chiefs. We know the Chiefs went on to go ahead and win the Super Bowl. And so I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars have the wherewithal, especially with their own defense picking things up, to be competitive enough and have the experience to hold on to win this. If Houston comes back from being a flat 500 right now, to go on a run, then God bless them. I just know throughout the course of history, typically young teams will go through the ups and they will go through the downs. I think there's a reason, not to the surprise of me or you, that right now they sit at 500 because this is all new for all of them. C.J. Stroud hasn't been through it. D'Amico Ryans has not been through it. And so if I had to be a betting man, then I would go ahead and I'd take Jacksonville. And and again, to your point, it's not about one-on-one, man. It, that, that, that don't mean anything. They're not playing each other I, I, hey, every single week. Hey, I agree with you. You know, it's, it's not one-on-one, but let's look at the rest of it because I, I think if you're going to say it's not one-on-one, I think we should open everyone's eyes to what, what's actually going on. The Jags are playing a first-place schedule. The Texans are playing a last-place schedule. The Texans have one of the easiest remaining schedules in all of the NFL. They've got a much easier schedule remaining than the Jacksonville Jaguars have. Okay, and then you you look at the uh, the way the Texans have played as well. They st- you seem to forget they started off zero and two. Okay, no, so they're I'm, actually no, three I'm, and one. They're three I'm and not, one in their last four listen, games. Sean, I'm not I'm not forgetting anything. 
and I'm also understanding the fact that you're you're from Houston and you are a Texans fan, correct? I'm a Texans fan, but I'm also an unbiased fan. Okay. I I have my own sports program myself, and I'm, I'd I'd love to make a, a wager with you if, if you end up uh, end up being well, wrong about this, where you give a, a shout out to my uh, my sports program that I have. If, if, well, if well Sean, well first I just hold on, Sean. I just told you I'm I'm not a betting man, but if I were to make a bet, then I would go ahead and I would I would take the Jaguars to win. It's because of experience. Okay, I can look up and down through strength of schedule. I'm telling you what I find to be as an overall. It boils down to experience. I'm not looking at strength of schedule. We know this. You step out onto a football field, it's any given Sunday. And if Houston wins, then God bless them. It ain't going to be the first time I'm right or wrong. It doesn't matter to me whether I'm right or wrong. I also am just trying to use common sense. Am I going to rely on the rookie QB? Probably not. Am I going to rely on the rookie coach? Probably not. If they end up butting what is typical in the NFL, then God bless them. Now, having said that, congratulations for having the show. Good on you. I don't need to wager with you for you to tell everybody what the hell it is. Go ahead. Tell everybody. All right, man. Yeah, I I, I get your point. Um, You know, at the end of the day. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Hold on, Sean. Hold on. Shep. Can you believe this? You gave him what he was looking for. He didn't have Wait, to bet, and he doesn't take it. <laughs> I just told this dude, tell everybody what your show is. He wanted to make a wager with me just to tell people what his show is. I'm telling him, promote it, and he's telling me about the, the Texans. Marco Belletti. Did I say it in English, Marco? Opportunity missed. Sean, come on. You should be lucky I'm not a jerk, Sean. Hey, Sean, welcome back. I, I, I heard you, man. I heard you, man. And, and I get you gave me the point. I just, I like to win it. I don't like to, to oh take my opportunities. God. Hold on. Did, I just gave it to Marco Belletti. I just gave it to him again. Swing and a miss. Shep, do I, do I let him for Sean, Shep, Sean, take on. just take take the gift, man. Like, what not, the hell is he? Just, just take the gift. Like, not everyone's willing to be as generous with his airwaves as Jr. Just take the opportunity, man. Don't make it harder than it has to be. This man wanted to bet me to promote his show. I'm saying I don't care. Promote your show, right? And he's telling me that yeah. he want. We, there is no being right right now. Sean, we're in over 300 markets across North America. Just take advantage of what Jr. is offering you right now, man. Oh my God, let's bring him back. Sean, okay, I'll put in. hold on, Sean. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you want to share? Hey, I appreciate the third opportunity. Uh, the the show's Beer Belly Sports. We're on uh, we're on TikTok. We're on X, Facebook, all of it. Give us a follow. I appreciate the third opportunity and. Uh, Appreciate you being a man and giving me that giving me that opportunity, even though you didn't have to on your platform. Well, thank you, Sean. Good luck to you, okay? And good luck to your, your Houston Texans. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. No doubt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just like to be right. I'm glad you like to be right. Me, I don't need to be right. I just need to be entertaining. I mean, sheesh. Oh, my God. 
Like, hey, man, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm starving, I haven't eaten all day. Well, here's some food. I don't want that food. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, it's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to more of your calls, and I know we just talked about the Texans. Okay, fine. We will. We'll talk more about the Texans. Let's talk about a team in Texas that I think actually has a chance to compete and win that happens to be the Astros. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Man, I love your show. Every time I come home from work, it is a great listen. I just want to tell you, man, I love the show. What's up, JR? Thanks for taking my car, man. I want to say first, though, I love your show, bro. I listen to you almost every night, man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Wow. Jacksonville Jaguars beat New Orleans 31-24 earlier this afternoon, or I should say uh, Thursday afternoon, depending on where you live. We saw a National League Championship Series. The D-backs beat the Phillies 2-1. We just had a caller say he feels that the Jaguars won't hold on to win the AFC South, but he feels strongly that the Texans are going to come back and win it. I'm like, okay, uh, don't know if I'd go with the, the novice team right now, but okay, knock yourself out. Uh, but in Houston, there is another team that is not a novice, actually on a ridiculous stretch in, in Major League Baseball right now. That happens to be the Houston Astros. They've come back from an 0-2 hole here in the American League Championship Series. Tonight, the Astros stomp out the Texas Rangers in Arlington. The final score, 10-2. Three. It was absolute abuse from pretty much beginning until end. Uh, the, uh, the Astros started to really uh, pour things on. Jose Abreu hit a three-run home run in the fourth to move the score to seven and seven to three, and it was just off to the races after that. Let's listen to that Abreu home run in the fourth. This is courtesy of the Astros radio network. Two men on for Abreu. The crowd's into it. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Three-pointer from way downtown. Palakaye. Si, senor. Abreu. A three-run shot. Si, senor. What a big hit. It's 7-3 Astros. Yeah, the Astros ultimately win the game 10-3. Jose Altuve had a home run taken away. It wasn't a home run. He hit it at the top of the wall. He went 3-4 himself, and he continues his stretch of being one of the the best postseason players of all time. It happens that way when you play more than 100 postseason games and the Astros have all of this success after the game Jose Altuve he spoke with Ken Rosenthal on Fox this is what he had to say after the W 
Jose, three for four, two doubles and a walk tonight, coming off a big night last night. What has changed for you these last two games? Uh, I don't know. Just We just focused right now. You know, we knew we were down by two. The pressure was in our side. So we, you know, target's a team that we have to, you know, get good pitches to hit, get on base, scores and runs, and uh, I think that's what we did the last two nights. Jose Abreu, big three-run homer. It's his first year with the team. You saw him play with back pain for a lot of the year. What have you learned about him as a player? Great guy. You know, he's a great teammate, and he deserves everything that's happening to him right now. He's been hitting very important homers during the playoff, and I know he got more to do. And as a team, as a, as a person, I'm happy for him, and, you know, the thing's looking good right now. Really looking good. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Marcus here from Maine. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, GR. I just want to uh, thank you, and I want to point out that that last caller from Houston, the fact that you guys gave him three chances to plug him, his show is proof why you guys are the greatest show on sports radio in the entire country. Um, so kind, so thoughtful, wanting to let the little guy – Get his time. I just thought it was so impressive. Um, so uh, just know that it didn't go unnoticed. Um, two questions. One, we talked about um, young teams, uh, novice teams, as you said, um, and how they have to go through their growing pains. You know, as a Buccaneer fan, obviously we had a young team, but we had Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, so I don't feel like that really falls into that. Right. Um, but my question is, like, what about the Chiefs? I mean, like the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, they're pretty young. They had Andy Reid. Uh, but, you know, their, their, their offense wasn't necessarily old, per se. It was still a pretty young team. Um, do you feel well, like let me, a trend, or do you feel like maybe that's the beginning of something different? No, well, let me, let me respond. Uh, well, first, Patrick Mahomes had to sit behind Alex Smith, which was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that first year that he actually played, he threw for 53 touchdowns. I, I think that that's an anomaly. That, I mean, we, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes – who at that point in time was already playing with Travis Kelsey. Tyree Kill was already out there. Uh, it was it was ripe and prime for the picking for him to go out there and have success. So I think that is a little bit more of an outlier. We're up against the break. Can you give your question in 10 seconds? Just ask it. Um, I mean, that was my question. It's like okay. with Tyree Kill and, and Kelsey being so young, uh, I, that's just the one outlier? Or do you feel like... Seems like well, the Dolphins well can let also me, Mark, something like that. I, I think 53 touchdowns the first year you step out to a field, pretty extraordinary. Thank you for the words coming out of Maine. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. We're going to talk more NFL, more MLB on the other side. Plus your calls. Don't move. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.